La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Et bonjour, rugby friends. And welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection podcast with moi, Véronique Landieu and... And the one and only Mike Pierce. Of course, Mike, what a weekend has been. What a rugby fest, really. <sighs> Heineken on the Challenge Cup. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, penalty shootouts, wonderful tries. I mean, like the European competitions are incredible, aren't they? They just seem to get better and better, more and more exciting. Yeah, and I can't wait for this weekend's semi-finals now. But let's talk about very briefly. I mean, the game really did. The spectacular, phenomenal, thrilling game, I'm running out of adjective, was definitely, definitely the game that took place um, in the Aviva Stadium last Saturday between Munster and Toulouse. And what a game. What a Incredible, game. Incredible, wasn't it? And I mean, it was a sea of red, wasn't it? It was just absolutely incredible atmosphere. Yeah, um, but yeah. I have to raise my bill because Munster did defend pretty well, you know. I'm glad that uh, Toulouse obviously kept it cool, as they did. Yeah. They only leveled up uh, six minutes before the end of the game. Yeah, incredible. 24-24, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was close, you know, 14 all at half time, 24 all at full time. And then, of course, that penalty shootout. I mean, yeah, just, you know, but don't you feel sorry for the the players that missed but uh, you know you have to say Ramos and Tamak and Dupont absolutely well they looked nerveless didn't they in, in very difficult conditions uh, circumstances and landed their kicks so uh, yeah Toulouse march on at the end of the match of UC Tamak said it's good to be in a semi-final but hey we will not stop there <laughs> and next week they are going to meet Leinster in Viva Stadium again, yeah. So yes. um, at least at least they'll know what the ground looks like after spending so much time on it last Saturday. Yes, the Leinster won four times the European Cup. Yeah, and you know, twelve Irish internationals in that team—they're a pretty strong outfit, aren't they? And they they beat uh, Leicester quite convincingly in in the quarterfinal at Welford Road. So, yeah, that's going to be a, another cracking game on Saturday at three o'clock because you say Leinster against Toulouse. Wow. Yes, and let's not forget, you know, um, uh, Leinster, like you said, they've got 12 internationals. So, basically, Leinster, Leinster is the Irish team. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, basically. Having said that, you know, in the Toulouse team, there are probably seven or eight uh, international yeah. playing, yeah. including, you know, the famous duo Tamak and, and Dupont plus Chelonge, yeah. plus Marchand, plus uh, Ramos and, and others. So what's your prediction for that game, Mike? Well, I think I think home advantage will be huge for, for Leinster. I mean, they you know they really get up for the occasion when they play at the Aviva. If that game had been in Toulouse, I'd fancy Toulouse. And, and I think both sides are so evenly matched. I think home advantage could be just that little extra ingredient that will... That will uh, had it Leinster's way, but, um, you know, it's too close to call, isn't it, really? So did you know that Leinster and Statoulousain will meet for the 13th time in the Heineken Champion Cup? Oh, OK. No, oh, I didn't know that. However... Well, I, do, yeah. I do now. 
Yeah, you do that, you know. Every day is a school day. Isn't it just? <laughs> I really can't wait for Saturday to come. That's going to be an incredible game, I think. Yes. Other interesting stats. Leinster have averaged the most metres, 930 on line breaks. So they are very strong opponents. Stade Toulouse have beaten, however, the most defenders, but 31. And made the most offload, but 16 on average. And we have to talk about Monsieur Dupont, aka Toto. <laughs> uh, he has average of six defenders beaten per game. That's not bad. Do you agree? What a wonderful player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. What can you say? You know, the plaudits keep coming, don't they? Before Antoine Dupont, which uh, scrum half was as good as him? I would say, I, I can only think of one, and that's Gareth Edwards, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody. I think he's. I think he's a class above pretty much everybody in recent years. You know, I, I've I've never seen a a player like him. Certainly in the professional era, I think he's absolutely fantastic. All right. Okay. And a, a few other stats is Stade Toulousain are unbeaten in the last five trip to Ireland in the Heineken Champions Cup. Are they? That's that's a good stat. Wow. Winning four games before eliminating Munster. Okay. Wow. And in terms of rucks, Stade Toulousain and Leinster Ruby are the only side to boast an average ruck speed under three seconds. Wow, gosh! So you you've had a, you've had a quiet week, have you? <laughs> this season, defense only sells shark. We were we have slowed down their opponents' rucks more than Toulouse. <laughs> So, Mike, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Eric Jean. What a rugby legend, such a nice and down-to-earth person. Yeah, lovely, lovely guy. And you know what? I got a message from uh, Chris Chesney saying to me that uh, he felt ever so proud when Chris was playing, you know, obviously in, in Toulon. And Eric Jean knew him by name. He said, I felt so privileged, you know, wow. that uh, that uh, Eric Jean knew my name, you know, yeah, he made, yeah, he made my day. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Right now, Sean keeps himself busy. You know, he just has opened a hotel in Porquerolles, which is in the south of France. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. On va commencer dès le départ. Alors, Eric, vous êtes né à, à you were born in Toulon. Your father was a former rugby player for Toulon. And obviously, you know, it, it makes sense for you to play rugby. But were there any other sports you might have been good at? Je suis pas allé au rugby. J'étais dans le rugby. Dès, dès ma naissance, j'étais dans le rugby. Et effectivement, mon, mon, mon papa était un, un joueur de, de l'équipe du club de, de Toulon. Il euh, était un joueur de l'équipe première de Toulon. Mais effectivement, moi, j'ai fait beaucoup d'autres sports. Fait beaucoup d'autres sports, deux, deux en particulier, l'athlétisme, j'ai fait beaucoup d'athlétisme, à la fois course, saut, euh, qu'on a sûrement retrouvé après, euh, donc pas dans mes qualités, dans ce qui m'a aidé euh, pour jouer dans ce, dans ce sport magnifique. Donc beaucoup d'athlétisme et, et un sport, euh, parce que Toulon est au bord de la mer, qui, qui a failli, qui aurait pu m'éloigner du rugby, qui aurait pu m'éloigner du rugby qui est la voile puisque euh, 
j'ai été un suite moniteur de voile et, et c'est toujours avec grand plaisir et ça va s'accélérer maintenant. J'ai un peu plus de temps euh, de, de faire de la voile, mais ça a été voilà mon, mon monde sportif quand j'étais plus jeune, c'était l'athlétisme, le rugby et, et, et la voile. Uh, you're right. From, I was born into rugby. My father played in the Toulon first team. But as a youngster, given my height and athleticism, um, I was very interested by athletics and running and jumping certainly came in useful being a flanker uh, on the rugby field later. But also, Toulon is on the seaside. I could easily have been a sailor um, and it was a monitor. I uh, taught it. And, uh, but now I'm going back to it uh, post-career. So... Alors, ce que ne pas les, les gens, c'est que, en fait, enfin, ils le savent, mes, mes collègues le savent, tous mes amis, parce que, vous savez, ce qui est formidable au rugby, c'est que, quelle que soit la génération, quelle que soit l'équipe dans laquelle on joue, les, les, les jeunes, les Benjamin, Minim, Cadet, enfin, maintenant, on donne des, on donne des U12, U13, quoi que ce soit, on garde une grande amitié avec qui on a porté le maillot, et puis aussi ceux comme qui on a rencontré. Et, et le, le, ce, qui est, ce que les gens ne savent pas, c'est que jusqu'à l'âge de 12 ans, j'ai joué trois carènes. Et, et alors, ça a été euh, une, une, une chance énorme, puisque comme j'étais dans l'équipe des minimes, le joueur de l'équipe des cadets, c'est-à-dire deux ans de plus que moi, qui avait 14 ans, le numéro 8 s'est cassé l'épaule, et là, bon, ils ont trouvé que j'étais grand, que je devais pour attraper le ballon. Et ils m'ont mis, ils m'ont mis en troisième ligne et j'ai plus, plus jamais quitté ce poste-là. Et, euh, j'ai commencé au rugby pendant quelques années, puisque j'ai commencé à 6 ans, entre 6 ans et 12 ans, à jouer plutôt trois carrés. Et après, la, la turbulence, le combat me manquait trop à l'âne. Donc, j'étais ravi de, de rejoindre les costauds de devant. <rire> ok. Um... A little-known fact is that uh, in rugby, a lot of the a lot of the different age teams within an organisation get to know each other well, uh, sharing the jersey, whatever the age, whatever the position. And from the age of six to twelve, I was a winger, uh, um, and I was playing uh, for the twelve-year-old team when the number eight of a team, two years my senior, broke his shoulder. And I was called up to replace him uh, as number eight in third line, uh, a position that I obviously never ever left. You know, you started for Coulon. You uh, liked the the Toulon club so much that you owned the club. <laughs> and, uh, and now, you know, what do you make of Toulon as it stands? You know, uh, because they're doing really well, that ramping up in the top 14. So. Et Tom va le traduire aisément, qui dit « Qui quitte Toulon perd la raison ». Et, et d'ailleurs, vous nous avez, vous, envoyé à Toulon, ce qui se fait de plus beau dans le rugby, bon, pour moi, les, les, les deux grandes icônes, j'ai enfin, trois grandes icônes de rugby, excusez-moi, il y en a deux françaises et une toulonnaise, c'est Jean-Pierre Rive et Serge Blanco. Ah oui Et, et, et pour la toulonnaise, c'est Johnny Wilkinson. Donc, Et, et, et vous voyez, donc, les, 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 mêmes, les, les, icônes, les icônes viennent à Toulon. 
Donc non, tout ça pour vous dire que moi, effectivement, je suis né ici, je suis amoureux de cette région pour un certain nombre de choses que vous avez compris. J'ai eu la grande chance, le grand privilège d'être dans un club qui a répondu à, à toutes mes attentes sportives, c'est-à-dire parce qu'on était à l'époque, on jouait les premiers rôles du championnat français, donc ça me permettait moi de progresser, de jouer avec des joueurs de, de, de grands talents déjà à Toulon, et puis effectivement, si je le méritais, de rejoindre l'équipe de France. Voilà. Après, j'ai joué à une époque où, comme vous le savez, on n'était pas professionnel, puisque moi j'ai j'ai arrêté de jouer en 1994 au rugby et, et avec là aussi une très belle expérience puisque j'ai été pendant trois ans le capitaine d'une sélection extraordinaire qui s'appelle les Barbarians et euh, qui était un très grand moment et, et, euh, et pour des raisons après professionnelles j'ai quitté Toulon j'ai habité Paris parce que ben, il fallait travailler faire bouillir la marmite j'ai pris aussi beaucoup de plaisir différents du rugby mais beaucoup de plaisir et effectivement je à un moment donné, quand je suis revenu à Toulon, le club était en difficulté. J'ai pris, j'ai acheté ce club. Euh, on a essayé de le relancer. Et puis, je l'ai euh, revendu à un monsieur qui a donné euh, une envolée euh, différente de, ce qu de celle qu'on avait connue. Et, et formidable, parce que ça a permis aussi de, de, de montrer, de mettre Toulon sur le toit de l'Europe. Et, et pendant, je crois, au moins trois fois, quoi, hein. Euh, voilà, et d'emmener encore un titre de, de championnat de France. Donc oui, quand on est, quand on est de Toulon, à un moment donné, on, a, on y a pris beaucoup de plaisir. Mm -hmm. euh, c'est aussi notre rôle, c'est aussi de, de, de continuer pour envoyer la sanction. Mm -hmm. D'accord. Ok. C'est vrai, je suis un club homme. Toute ma carrière, j'ai joué pour Toulon. C'était incroyable pour moi, pendant cette période to play in the top 14 and to progress individually as a team, to play with the wonderful talents that were there. Mm -hmm. The three that come to mind are the two Frenchmen, Jean-Pierre Rive and Serge Blanco, and the honorary Chicago man, Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played I played for France, and uh, I also had Barbarians. The, Uh, becoming a chairman was because the club was in difficulty and I was in a position to step in. But as a Toulonais, it is only temporary. You're holding it in trust for the next person who comes along. And I was able to look after it whilst needed and pass it on to become bigger and better, as one would hope. Bravo, Tom. Ça va. J'en pense, pense que du bien oui. depuis toujours qu'elle tombait. Quand on est amoureux, c'est pour toujours. Oui. On est d'accord. Yes, yes, I know. Même si après, même si après, il y a des, on s'éloigne. Je ne parle pas de séparation parce que mon cœur est rouge et noir. Et donc voilà, mais je me suis éloigné pour des questions, vous l'avez compris, professionnelles. Aujourd'hui et, et encore plus demain, je serai sûrement éloigné pour des questions géographiques et de plaisir. Voilà. Et euh, et euh, mais voilà, je crois que le club est dans de bonnes mains. Euh, est dans de bonnes mains. Ce club avait encore traversé des, des difficultés financières parce que l'argent, maintenant, est aussi très important pour le rugby. Hein. Moi, j'ai pas de commentaire si c'est bien ou c'est mal, mais l'argent est, est dans le rugby. Et je trouve que ce qu'a fait Monsieur Le Maître est formidable parce qu'il a une vision 
entre à la fois une capacité à attirer les meilleurs talents de la planète et j'espère que, que, que par exemple comment s'appelle ce, ce, ce seconde ligne black euh, anglais euh, ah. euh, qui joue avec un casque actuellement euh, euh... Le, le, le troisième ignel Carré aussi en fait voilà j'espère qu'il y aura au moins deux joueurs de l'équipe d'Angleterre qui viendront jouer à Toulon. Et, et... <rire> Pour leur retraite, je pense. When they retire. <rire> et, 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 euh, et, et aussi avec de, de jeunes joueurs, puisqu'il a mis l'accent très fortement sur un centre de formation magnifique, je vous engage d'ailleurs, si vous passez dans le coin, à venir, qui, qui, qui est en train de commencer à sortir quelques, quelques jeunes champions qui viendront... Euh, se mettre dans, dans notre équipe et on l'espère dans l'équipe de France aussi à Dieu. Mm -hmm. Parfait. Ok. Um, the three, four, five. The current leadership of the Toulon rugby team is fantastic. It, it develops. Uh, in the modern game, you need money and you need vision. Uh, but I'm following, I will forever follow it. I may move away for business or pleasure occasionally, but uh, I'm a one club man. My heart is in Toulon. I wish the management well. Current president, Monsieur Lemaitre, has the vision to recruit and retain the best stars. Obviously, Cheslin Colby and some members of the England team are on their way. But also, you mustn't overlook the youngsters and the training that we're giving them and how they're working their way up through the ranks. And doing both those things together is wonderful for the future. Brilliant. Super, super. So let's speak about Racing 92 versus um, Sale. Sale. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> oh, no. 41-22. But I mean, what? I mean, that try by Teddy Dommer. I don't know if anybody <laughs> saw it. I mean, it, it defied gravity. I mean, I, when I was watching it live, I thought, oh, he's foot in touch or he's a knock-on. But I mean, when they slowed it right down, how on earth you can maintain that kind of balance? And skill. I mean, that was just just an incredible try. And then, if you think that was enough, then you've got Finn Russell, you know, playing football from his own 22, volleying it, catch. You know, it was two absolutely incredible tries. And yeah, what an entertaining game. There was definitely a touch of matching oh. uh, at the at the the start the the la défense. That was incredible. I completely agree with you regarding what you just mentioned. That that blew my mind away. Yeah. I have to say, especially the the, the, the beautiful kick, you know, from Finn Russell. Oh. It felt like Phil, Finn was on a football pitch rather than a rugby pitch. You know, kicked the ball and you know managed to to fly I mean, he was away. brilliant, wasn't he? I know he gets good days and bad days, but he was absolutely outstanding in that game. And uh, yeah, thoroughly deserved win for Racing. I bet he'd very, very much enjoy this beer or yeah, two afterwards. Bet, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. So, uh, yes, I have to say it's about time for Racing Metro to Racing Metro, I beg your pardon, for Racing 92 to win that elusive cup. <laughs> yeah, three times the finalists, I believe. Okay. I never won. So, yeah, what? 
Mm-hmm. La Rochelle, then. What about them beating yes. Montpellier? Thirty-one nineteen, an incredible performance from La Rochelle. You know, really back to their to their best. I thought Bottier was good. I thought West he kicked sixteen points with the boot, which has been La Rochelle's weakness. But um, yeah, I thought they were convincing winners over over Montpellier, who I think will will be disappointed with their performance overall. Yes, yeah, and they need to recruit. But you know, they are. Uh, they're in a strong position in the top 14, so sometimes you have to make the choice. Yeah, you know? maybe they're saving themselves for that. Uh, yeah. But having said that, if you look at Toulouse last year, you know, they did the, the they won the double, so it's, it is feasible, but um, yeah. it's something to, yeah, probably need to look at the, at the, at the games, probably need to have a rest. So, um, so, me, so a challenge cup. Yeah. What's uh, been happening in the Challenge Cup? Yeah, Lyon, they beat Glasgow 35-27. Um, and Toulon beat London Irish in a very close game, 19-18. Yeah, Toulon, you know, they really have discovered some form lately, haven't they? And I was very impressed with Gavin Villiers again. Every time I see him, he just seems to get better and better. You know, I've never seen a wing that can clear out rucks like him. And... You know, the sheer speed he's got is just uh, a fantastic player. So, yeah, so two French teams in the Challenge Cup semi-finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so let's talk about uh, the semi-final. So Racing 92 versus Stade Rachelet taking place on Sunday, but not in Paris, but in Lens, which is in yes. the north of France, in yeah, the Stade Boulogne de Félix at four o'clock. Yeah, that should be a, a cracking game. I think actually it might um, do them uh, a disservice playing away from La Défense because it's quite a unique atmosphere there. And uh, La Rochelle are hitting some form. I think La Rochelle are going to win that, you know. We'll see, but do you know that it will be the first meeting between Racing 92 and Stade Rochelet? They've never met before. You know, in, in a, in a in competition game, oh, okay. correct, yes. And as I was saying to you earlier, Racing 92 have played in three previous Heineken Champions Cup semi-final. Yeah, uh, they've always been the bridesmaids, but never the bride, really, haven't they? Regarding Stade de Rochelet, they lost to Stade Toulousain in the final last season. Gosh, a year mm. ago, yeah. I know. So. But, you know, we could have a repeat of last year's final if... Uh, if Toulouse beat Leinster and La Rochelle beat Racing, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be very interesting. Bearing in mind, you know, I think Gregory at least got uh, <laughs> something, <laughs> would be more than keen you know, to play again. He was absolutely poor, Gregory, devastated when they lost last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him and um, he, was, he was in pieces. The good news for Gregory Altrit. Um, has made the most carries uh, so far in the uh, Heineken Champions Cup this season. Do you know how many carries? Uh, 36. 94. Wow. Yes, exactly. And interesting fact as well is that we talked earlier about Finn Russell, but uh, Finn Russell has made eight passes that have directly led to a line break in the Heineken Champions Cup this season. Okay. Two more than any other player. Wow. 
Mm, so that's that, interesting. Yeah, there are definitely some top players in, to watch. I'm sure it will be a mesmerizing meeting between the, the two teams. Yeah. So Toulouse versus uh, Leinster. Leinster on the Saturday. Uh, Actually, this... it, would, it would be Leinster versus Toulouse. Because yeah, at 3 p.m. in the Aviva Stadium. So, yeah, two cracking ties. And then Challenge Cup. There's French interest in that. In the semi-finals, Lyon. They're at home to Wasps on Sunday at 12.30. And then in the evening, Toulon play. Oh, what's that little team called in London? Saracens, that's it. <laughs> that's it, Saracens at 8 o'clock. So, yeah. You know, interesting fact, uh, you know, Saracen won three times the Heineken Champions Cup. And that's the first time, you know, that they will go in semi-final in the Challenge Cup due to other issues they had a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't see Saracens losing, to be honest. I, I can't see them losing at Toulon. Toulon have, uh, have improved, but I think I think Saracens will win that. And I think I've got a feeling uh, Leon at home will defeat Wasps. So... You know, we'll have an all-French um, Challenge Cup final. And, of course, for Toulon, it's only up the road to Marseille, isn't it? So um, <laughs> it'll be virtually... <laughs> I think that Toulon, because they have played so, so well in the last in the last eight or nine games, you know, in the yeah. top 14, they are very, very much on a winning streak. So I would say watch this pace. Yeah, it's going to be a My, good game uh, to watch. I think Saturday night would be a nice bit of entertainment Saturday night with uh, you know, a glass of tomato juice. <laughs> yes, and also there's such an amazing atmosphere in the Stade Mayol, you know, yeah, with the... Yeah. Um, uh, with the Pilou Pilou. Exactly. <laughs> they have wonderful supporters as well. Yeah. I've raised my, my bear to them. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward, you know, to watch all yeah, those games. Great weekends ahead. Yeah, I'll have square eyes by the end of, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. of the weekend. So you are betting on the French final. Oh no, I actually think I think Saracens will win. I think it'll be Leon and Saracens, to be honest. All right. And I think the Heineken Cup final will be Leinster and La Rochelle. That's what I think. Toulouse done really well. You know, they had a few hiccups along the way with the uh, lottery, uh, that COVID, and uh, they kind of slowed down a few weeks ago. But they're ramping up again. And, you know, they have that belief and they've got that great management from Hugo Mola, who yeah. basically is working his magic. Yeah, and you know, I think it's taken the French players a little while to get settled in. You know, they had, they were out for a long time with the Six Nations, and I think that, you know, it's a tough tournament. I think that took a lot out of them, but I think they're, you know, this game has probably come just at the right time. I think they're really starting to to get back to their best now. Definitely. Rugby news. I've got a lot. Oh, Brian, let's hear from you. Well, there's some top top 14 again. The 2023 top 14 semi-finals will be held in San Sebastian next year in Basque Country in Spain. So that's quite a, a, a novel idea. LNR also announced that the 2024 top 14 final will be held in Marseille and not in Paris. And that the 2025 top 14 semi-finals will be held in Bordeaux. So um, some interesting announcements made this week 
regarding the top 14. Yes, and I've got some news hot of the press from this morning. Bill yeah. Bobo has announced that rolls <laughs> that the Rugby World Cup competition will take place in 2027 in Australia. Australia. Yes. And 2031 in USA. Correct, USA. USA definitely because apparently there's been more appetite towards, you know, female rugby in the US. So that's moving in the right direction. That's absolutely amazing. So... And less controversial than the last time that France was awarded the Rugby World Cup in 2023, because I believe you were there. You managed. I was. To, you I saw was. a door open somewhere in a hotel in London, and you yeah. managed to squeeze through. Yeah, and, and that's where Bernard and I got to know each other. And Daniel Ashter, and Daniel Ashter as well, and you played yeah. the Marseillaise for them, Absolutely. I believe. And they probably didn't remember you. <laughs> they probably thought you were no, a guy sweet. from the hotel, a maintenance yeah, guy. I know, they kept asking me for drinks, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> but also another, the other big announcement today, yes. of course, is that the Women's Rugby World Cup in 2025 will be held in England. And that's, that's good news. It is, it is indeed. And let's not forget the Rugby World Cup uh, for women will start uh, in uh, in the autumn, so something yeah. to look forward to. It would be New Zealand. So I've got all the news regarding, you know, um, Danny Cipriani. So Danny Cipriani, massive talented player, had a few more than a few hiccups along the ways in his professional career. But we're not going to talk about that. And you know, there were some rumors that he might have gone to France. Yeah, it was last year, two years. But no, guess what? He's going to. I don't know. Where's he going? Dallas. Oh, is he? Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I went to Dallas um, a few years ago for work. And yes, I, I recall, you know, Texas have two professional or semi-professional teams. One, one is based in Dallas and the, the other one is, uh, is based in Austin. But I didn't have the chance to spend some time there. But it's, yeah, it's oh, good for him. Yeah, that's you great. Know, really enjoy that. Yes, if you think about it, you know, it's a good way to finish his career or maybe to prop, prop himself again. Uh, but Matt Guito is enjoying so much his uh, experience in Los Angeles that he has decided to renew his contract with the LA rugby team he's playing with. Brilliant. French lesson. French lesson again, another one. Oh, yes. But, you know, this time, you know. Le Mall. Uh, no, not this time. Actually, uh, mea, culpa. <laughs> mea culpa. I get asked you twice, you know. Mea culpa, you, that's you... not French. That's Latin. So, mea culpa. Yes, I learned Go Latin. That's cool. <laughs> I'm showing up now. How do you say a kick shootout in French? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And all because we ask you some easy one, you know, how do you say a move? So now it's payback time. I'm trying to think. I must be... Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't know where to start. No, it's um... quite difficult. Go no, on, You then. will know next time. You say un tir au but. A what? Un tir au but. Un tir au but, yes. I know but is kick. But is, is, is a goal, basically. Well, that's, I'm afraid that's that's above my uh, above my uh, learning levels. That... You say un tir au but. And tire au bout. <laughs> Perfect. 
So, <laughs> rugby friends, I hope you enjoyed our summary and preview of the European Cups for this weekend. Yes, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. We'll be reviewing the European semi-finals and also looking forward to the last full weekend of the top 14. Oh my goodness, before the barrage. And Are we? May we? And the final, basically. So we still have about like four weeks, four more episodes to go, I think. Yeah, yeah, plenty of time. Au revoir. All right, au revoir. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac pic-tac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille